0: Before this episode, I'd like to give you a few historical things about Lil Wayne, just to get you more into the episode. The first one, well, the first one is, Wayne created the word bling bling. Now, this actually came, and it'll make more sense when you get into the episode, but it actually came from a song called Bling Bling, which was by BG, and again, it'll make This will make more sense, who this guy is, when you get more into the episode. But BG had made a song called Bling Bling, and they wanted Wayne on the hook. This song had BG, Juvenile, um, Wayne, and a bunch of other cash money artists on there. There There was a couple remixes to it. But Wayne was the one that created Bling Bling. He was the one on the hook doing that. And Bling Bling was officially added to the dictionary in 2003. Also, Wayne created the term "drop it like it's hot." Now I know a lot of y'all are thinking, "No, Snoop Dogg did." That's not exactly true. Snoop Dogg got that. Snoop Dogg was influenced by that. You see, Snoop at one point was signed to Limit Records in New Orleans. That's another. um, That's another record label in New Orleans. So he definitely had influence from New Orleans, and Wayne is from New Orleans. That's from New Orleans. You drop it like it's hot. That was created by Wayne and the Hot Boys. It was on Wayne's album, The Block is Hot. And it was a line that Wayne said on Juveniles, back that ass up. I just thought I'd give you some more, a little bit of history before um, the episode, so it'll make you want to listen more into it. Also, one thing I need to put in there, at 12 years old, Wayne shot himself in the chest. And a cop saved him. cop, um... Basically, Wayne had shot himself in the chest, um... And... He, um... Slid on his own bledged door, because they were knocking on the... In the uh, they were about to leave. And once the cop saw him, he, uh... Grabs Wayne, and they were going to put him in an ambulance, but he took him himself to the hospital, and Wayne um, had surgery done to remove the bullets, and apparently from what Wayne said, there's still bullet fragments in there in his chest because it was so close to his heart that they couldn't get him out. So just a little history before the history lesson of Wayne. Just thought I'd give you some history um, to get you more interested on um, this episode to, um, see why Wayne is so influential. Wayne is the greatest of all time. Not just said by me, but said by so many others. Enjoy the episode. Wheezy Hey y'all, what up? It's your girl, Platinum B, and welcome to another episode of Hip Hop in the After Hours. Um, I hope everybody had a great week and a great weekend. Um, like I said, I'm on summer break, finally. So I'm definitely enjoying my summer break. Um, you know, online schooling is definitely for me. Um, I'm not going to say it wasn't stressful because it was, um, accessibility-wise, like I said. Um, I was dealing with a lot of that stuff, so it was just as stressful, but, um, it wasn't to where i was exhausted like where i got home i would end up falling asleep it's a long story but uh, yeah i would rather much rather do online schooling than in-person schooling and i wish they would have had it accessible from the start because that's what i would have been doing in the first place um i have a lot of other reasons for it but anyway <laughs> that i like that, that, that i like online school but anyway it's not about online school, it's about the podcast, uh, please don't forget to share and subscribe, don't forget I put out episodes every Monday, and if you're a Lil Wayne fan, I have the Lil Weezy, um, series, the Weezy Mania, um, it's also Young Money, uh, so, Young Money is in the Weezy Mania series, if you ever want to hear me talk about Mickey Minaj, or Drake, or anybody in Young Money, or Lil Wayne, that's in the Weezy Mania series, um, Um, yeah, I, like I said, tribute coming soon for DMX, um, trying to figure something out for one of my songs because it's, I want to do it all piano, but there's a song that, um, you have to hold down the notes for a certain amount of time and it fades out, like when you play piano it fades out, so I gotta figure out a creative way of how I'm gonna do that without, um, messing it up, so. Um, there's that, and like I said, I'll be the first ones to hear it, cause audio is way easier for me to do, um, I might see if my mom could help me figure out, or somebody, maybe I can ask around the blind community, um, someone can help me figure out tips to do this more well independently, um, as far as YouTube goes. I've done YouTube videos on my own, but they weren't actually, like, playing music, they were doing a lot of album reviews and stuff, um, before I had the podcast and uh, when I did my music covers I had my uh, piano teacher shout out to her she was awesome about it she would record it um whenever I was ready and then I would upload it Um, so that's how I got my piano covers up but um yeah I really would like to do this more independently so I don't have to depend on her or my mom not saying that they wouldn't do it my mom already said she would, but, um, you know, moms are busy, and, you know, I would like to do it just on my own, basically, um, anyway, this episode is a Wheezy Mania episode, yes, finally, I haven't done a Wheezy Mania episode in a long, long time, gosh, probably since February, I don't even think I did one last month, I usually do a monthly but, to be real, y'all, Wayne hasn't really been up to much. Uh, he got married, apparently. I'm not sure how true that is still. Because nobody's really confirmed it. Stopped a few features. Shout out DJ Colin. Thankful of dope. Um. But, other than that, nothing really interesting, uh, has happened. Uh, with Wayne, um. That's why I haven't really spoken on anything since our last episode. Um. He did do the trailer fest this weekend, and shout out to Louisiana Facts on YouTube for uploading the full set because uh I couldn't pay five dollars to watch it on trailer unfortunately um and that sucks because it's probably the cheapest concert ticket I will ever see in my life for a little Wayne concert, yeah, but um yeah, that happened, and uh Wayne he, uh, did a tribute or homage to DMX, um, before playing Upward, which is produced by Swizz Beats, and if you don't know, Swizz Beats is, like, the, again, um, mega producer, major producer for DMX's music, so, um, uh, you know, DMX has all, obviously produced a lot of stuff for Wayne as well, so, he shouted him anyways, he's the mega producer for DMX, and he's produced a lot for Lil Wayne. Um, so he shouted him out and did a whole story about DMX um, at Trailer Fest. And honestly, I love it when Wayne does stories like that. It's it's nice to hear stories of um, stuff that us fans wouldn't know, you know? Um, it's just, it's interesting to me. Anyways, since this is a Wheezy Mania series, welcome to all my Wheezy fans, and if you're not a Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne fan, welcome. Um, hopefully, you'll give this a chance and give Wayne a chance uh, once mm. I finish this podcast episode. Um, everybody's welcome, as long as you're open-minded and will give one, him a chance and Young Money a chance. Um, this is for, obviously, us Weezy fans, but this is for people who don't know about Wayne and who want to learn more about Wayne and who want to understand us Weezy fans and why we're so, um, what's the right word, so, influenced by him, um, so well, I'm trying not to make this a long podcast, but if it is, I'm sorry, but I have to let y'all know everything about Wayne before I even tell you my personal stories with Wayne. So, let's start from the beginning, I'm gonna, like I said, i want to try to keep this short, Wayne started rapping at 8 years old, and basically he signed cash money at 9 years old. He didn't make his album until um, 11 years old. His first album was with another rapper called B.G., which stands for Baby Gangsta. Um, Which, by the way, I have. Um, It is so dope, by the way. It's kind of crazy to hear Wayne's voice. At that young age compared to when he was 14 as a hot boy to now as, is like, a, a greatest of all time, a GOAT, you know? Um, and it's weird because BG's voice, he was, like, 14 or 13 around that time. And, um, his voice hasn't changed at all. But, yeah, so Wayne put out that album in, um, 1995. It's, like... Oh no, but but it probably would have been like twelve, thirteen, maybe. Um, eleven, one of those ages. But anyway, um he did that. And see, Wayne was born let's go back bit back a bit further. Wayne was born in nineteen eighty two, September twenty seventh, nineteen eighty two in New Orleans. He was born in the seventeenth war in Holly Grove and according to a lot of sight in himself. It was one of the poorest wards and poorest areas of New Orleans. He was born at Charity Hospital, which, if you don't know, that's like the hospital that every most poor person uh, in New Orleans went to, from what I understand, or um, not from what I was told by a couple of friends. Um, if you can't pay the bill, that's where you would go. And so that's where Wayne and a lot of people were born at Charity Hospital New Orleans. That hospital no longer exists because Hurricane Katrina um, destroyed it and nobody's rebuilt it. Um, like I said, that's where Wayne was born. He was born without a... Well, not born without a father, but um, his father was absent in his life. And according to the uh, behind the series, behind the music series, Wayne said that... um. His father was in his life for two years, but he was abusive to his mom, um, which is pretty sad. And I guess they ended up moving out um on their own. And, yeah, and like I said, fast forward to when Lee was eight years old, started rapping. And a lot of people love the way he raps. A lot of people would always ask him to rap on the block. And that's how he got the attention of one of the rappers from Hollygrove, Lil Slim. And he introduced him to... um he told him to go to a a signing, uh, at Odyssey Records, uh, and that's where he met Birdman and Slim Williams, which were, which are the, um, Cash Money founders, CEOs, etc. Um, keep in mind, Cash Money's been around longer than Wayne has, um, i don't I think I think I put that on a new on New Orleans bounce episode, but yeah, um so there was already already rappers already signed to the label before Wayne was um but yeah, like I said, they signed him at nine years old and it's on the eleven um and during this time between nine and I don't know that time Wayne's mom, her name is just Cedar Carter she met um. A a guy named um, Rabbit, his nickname was Rabbit, but they called him... His real name was Reginald McDonald. And, um... He... Basically was like a father figure to Wayne because Wayne's father wasn't in his life. He treated Wayne like a son and taught him things. And, um... You know, Rabbit got killed when Wayne was 14 years old. Rabbit, um... Apparently got kidnapped or something like that. And this was in, like, 1997. And, um... He got kidnapped and they killed him. Uh, New Orleans was a pretty crazy place in the 90s. Um, from what a lot of people said. Um... So, you know, Wayne lost his father. He calls Rabbit his father. Even though, um... His father is alive and he's just not in his life. So that, that's the reason why um, Lil Wayne's name is his name because his real name is Dwayne Michael Carter Jr. Um, so there was a obviously a senior, but since he's not in his life, Wayne dropped the D from his name and that's the way we call him Wayne or Lil Wayne. Um, his first rap name was... Shrimp Daddy, um, because of Pimp Daddy, which is a rapper on Cash Money, and then his, uh, other name that's, that's on the, um, BG's True Story album, which, like, I told you, that's the album that Wayne did, his first album he did when he was 11, 12 years old, um, he had Baby D as his, um, rap name, and then eventually <laughs> changed it to Lil Wayne. And like I said, there's the reason why. That's wanted I And Rabbit was his real father to to Wayne. That was his father. Because he treated him as a son. And he treated his mom well. Um, And this is when Wayne got his first tattoo of Rabbit. And it says, In memory of Rabbit, it's up to me or something like that. Um, Wayne got this from like 14, 15 years old. And after that, Wayne, you know, he was still going to school and stuff. And, um, his mom said, um, he can sign with cash money and, um, you know, get stuff going. So Wayne did. And obviously, it is what it is. Hot Boys. Um, if you don't know who the Hot Boys are, it's BG. Wayne, Juvenile, if you don't know who Juvenile is, you can live under a rock, um, back that ass up, uh, as a song by him, uh, and Turk, um, these guys are probably one of my favorite groups in hip-hop, um, but yeah, they were, like, the, the biggest stars for a while, and went on a bunch of tours, especially ones with DMX and the rap Riders, Cash Money Rock Riders tour, Um, they put out a few albums, um, and they also did their own solo albums. Wayne did, um, Wayne put out, um, The Block is Hot, that was his first album in 1999, and then Wayne put out 500 Degrees in around 2000 because, um, well not five thousand, five hundred because um juvenile there was a lot of stuff going on with cash money around this time because juvenile um they weren't getting paid basically. Like Wayne was dealing with in the twenty fourteen era. Um so he was doing cash money and stuff and so Wayne said, Okay, well let me do let me do it better, and let me put out 500 degrees, because Juvenile's album he put out was 400 degrees, so that happened, and then, you know, um, Lane dropped Lights Out, and oh, around this time, a lot of his albums, I mean, they weren't selling really well, according to a lot of people in the industry, and a lot of people were wondering if Cash Money was over, and, Wayne was done, he was just that Charles, father, that was going to, you know, be there for that, and that's it. And so Wayne went into this mode of, wasn't sure if he was going to leave the label and other stuff like that. And then one day he just started freestyling all of his lyrics, because he used to write songs, y'all. He used to write his songs down. And so Wayne got tired of that, and he said, I can only really rap about what's real, and what's real is it's in my head and my heart. So Wayne ended up wrapping all the lyrics that he wrote down onto one song called 2000 Bars and he wrapped up all of his uh writing. And from that day on Wayne's been rapping from the top of his head when he records in the studio. It's not freestyling. And um Jay Z does this too. And Wayne put that energy into Carter the Carter one, and this is around the time that Wayne was doing features as well, um, Destiny's Child was on, um, Wayne was on um, Soldier with T.I. and Destiny's Child, put them on there, that was, that. Was, that I love that feature, and this is when um, Carter uh, one came out, and um, also in between this time, Wayne was doing mixtapes called Squad Up, Um, I love those mixtapes, y'all. If you're a real Lil Wayne fan, like, day one, you can go all the way back. You know what I'm talking about. For those of you who are new, uh, you might want to look up Squat Up on DatPiff or probably on YouTube. Um, dope, dope, dope stuff from Wayne on there. Um, Squat Up, up, sorry, like like I said, if I pronounce words wrong, it's because I'm on computers a lot. Um, and they talk to me. Anyway, um... Squad up is Wayne, um, so I can remember this. Gotta Gotta, T-Streets, Kid Kid, and, um, oh, there was one more. Rod Dizzy It was someone else, I can't remember what else. But yeah, they were doing mixtapes between them. and then 2004, Wayne drops the Carter. Just the Carter, you know, I don't think Wayne had any. He wasn't sure, you know, what I was gonna sell, but he was just working on it and seeing if it would work and it did wayne um worked with maddie fresh on the carter Manny fresh by the way was cash money's producer in-house he produced all of the hot boys albums birdman and the big timers albums wayne's albums all the solo albums from the hot boys and other artists on the, on the label so when i mention Manny fresh he's the producer that's who he is um Around this time, everybody else had left the label. The Hot Boys were no longer there. They'd been broken up since, like, 2002. Lane um, was on his own, so that's where he wanted to pick up the pieces, and, and that's where Carter, Carter came in. I keep wanting to say Carter Ford for some reason. Not there yet. Um, and then around 2005, this is when Lane starts Young Money, and he brings on... You know, people from Squad Up, like Gotta Gotta T Streets, and, um, Currencies, a new Young Money artist around this time. MacMain, um, who else? There's a few other Young Money label artists. Um, Kid Kid. It was a pretty small label around the time. Um, they were obviously, they're still, like, Wayne, for y'all who who don't understand, Wayne is like the mixtape king. Anybody can argue with me on this, but I can tell you, all the mixtapes Wayne's put out since 2000, 2001, all the way to even now. Last mixtape Wayne put out, mixtape-wise, was last year. No Ceilings 3. And Wayne did two parts of No Ceilings 3. Wayne's the mixtape king. He's the feature king and the mixtape king to me. And, um... Wayne put out a bunch of mixtapes, Young Money mixtapes, the dedication, this, this is when dedication series first started, and this is where people really started paying attention to Wayne, and I mean really started paying attention, um, and I say people because I've always loved Wayne, um, Yeah, so this is when that happened. And Wayne drops the Carter Two around this time, and this has songs like "Best Rapper Alive." This is like probably one of my favorite Wayne albums of all time. I kid you not. Carter Two brings back so many memories for me. Carter Three does too, and one, and all the other Carters. But this one just, for some reason, brings back a lot of memories. Um, he has a Hustle of Music, a Shooter, all kinds of great singles on here. Um, Color 2 comes out, and like I said, Wayne's you know dealing with the young money and mixtapes. And in 2006, Wayne does this, is when Wayne's doing all kinds of features from 2006 to 2008. And if you remember this, you know what I'm talking about. You could not get away from the radio without hearing Wayne. It doesn't matter if it was a pop song. Hip hop song, R and B song, remixes, Wayne was on it. This was from two thousand six, two thousand and eight. Two thousand eight was probably the biggest one, but um yeah. He was on Akon and Millionaire and all kinds of people. I mean you can even even albums, like if even if it wasn't a single, like if you listen to any album around this time, Wayne was on it. Um 2007 comes around, uh-uh, let me go back, 2006, um, Wayne and Birdman dropped, um, uh, Like Father, Like Son, which was a collaboration album between them, it had Stuntin' Like My Daddy on it, and I'm only gonna say that one because that's, like, the biggest hit that even a casual hip-hop band was not into, big into Wayne would know, um, But yeah, that came out in 2006. That all happened. Um, Wayne dropped Dedication 2 around that time, and that's probably That One and No Ceilings. And maybe Dedication 3 are my favorite mixtapes ever by Wayne. Um, and so yeah, Wayne releases Dedication 2, and this is where he drops the song called Georgia Bush. And he samples, um... I don't know what the song's called, but I know what it sounds like. But, um, he samples that song, and he goes over the beat, and he's talking about, um, the response to Hurricane Katrina in 2005, because it was a shit response. Um, so he does that, and he calls it Georgia Bush, which I still think is hilarious to this day. Um, and he has all kinds of other dope, dope, dope songs on there, but that was probably the one that people talked about the most on Dedication 2 was um, Georgia Bush 2007 again, Wayne's on all kinds of features and I mean all kinds of features he's on tours, doing club events, and he's working on Carter 3 around this time And Carter 3 was supposed to come out in 2007, I think in December, if I'm remembering right. I'm going by memory here, y'all, um, on a lot of this stuff. Because this is stuff that happened, obviously, when I was growing up with him. Um, and I remember a lot, this is around the time when Wayne's music would somehow get leaked. Now, as an artist myself, I know getting your music leaked is not a good thing. But as a fan, some of the best music from Lane came out from leaks. And I mean, these DJs, literally, like, they made mixtapes out of these leaks because so much music from Lane leaked around this time. And so, there's unofficial mixtapes out there from Lane. But, um, there were so much songs that leaks were harder and, and his single Wayne's single from the Carter Three around that time was Gossip. And that's a dope ass song. Y'all gotta check that one out. I remember him performing that at the BBT Hip Hop Awards. Um and that was around the time it actually like the second or first year it started. Um it always comes rolling around, around October. Uh, but yeah, Wayne performed Gossip, and that was a single, but Wayne decided not to release um, Carter Three because a lot of songs leaked, and he wanted fans to, you know, have something different. He was frustrated. Uh, as as I can understand, like I said, as any artist would be, have their music leaked online and got out there when it shouldn't be, and you're not getting paid for it and all this stuff. Um, but man, y'all... So much great music from Lane, like, came out just from Leaks himself. And I'm not saying that Lane didn't have good music in his mixtapes and features and albums, because he does. I mean, if he didn't, that would be a little crazy. But... It's so hard to explain, y'all, but so much great stuff came out from Leaks music from Lane. Um... And so Wayne ended up pushing the album back. And it was supposed to be released. In April of 2008. And that never happened. I don't really know why he pushed it back at that time. But he did release. Lollipop and a Millie. In 2008. I remember this. Because I remember. um Being. Um what was I doing? I knew I was doing something. I was an eighth grader on that time. But Wayne ended up releasing Lollipop and Amelie and around February, March. Um and both instantly became huge hits. And um, like those two songs, y'all, like they went number one like that. Right? Wayne was on all kinds of singles from Kevin Rudolph to Akon, to DJ Khaled, and and let's go back from 2007 for a minute here. Wayne did a classic feature verse on DJ Khaled's album. And I mean, he's... Okay, not even... Well, yeah, let's just go with the single. Because Wayne did a couple songs on the album. Um, Wayne did... If anybody in hip hop members we taking over... By DJ Khaled. This was one of my favorite songs of that year. Um, I remember being at the summer program here where I live, and uh, I was looking for the studio everywhere. I didn't know, um, I couldn't remember who was flying for some reason, but I ended up calling. Uh, the radio station I had to ask them and they gave me the name and I ended up buying the CD. But man, that was my favorite album and favorite, one of my favorite albums and one of my favorite uh songs that year was We Taken Over. And it still is my favorite song, uh, one of them. Uh, Wayne's verse on there was incredible, y'all. Um, 2008, like I said, features. Carter 3 is supposed to come out. In April, it doesn't. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of what else. Lane's on all kinds of features. Like I said, around this time, I don't care if you're a pop music fan, a country music fan, hip hop fan, you could not get away from a Lil Wayne song, a Lil Wayne feature. You couldn't get away from heels on TV, getting interviewed on, uh, Campbell. Uh, or what, Whoever was on, ugh, I think it was Camel. Somebody, um. So you couldn't get away from Wayne. This was like Wayne's year. They called Wayne like the pop rock star of that year. Man, hit, um, MTV. I think said that. Um, Wayne finally released the car three June tenth, two thousand eight. Man, I will never forget that day. I remember, um. I remember watching BET, this, they had a show on there called 106 and Park, they had that show on there since 2001, and, oh, y'all, I loved that show, where they would, um, count down music videos, and they would have, like, a live audience, and they would, you know, obviously interview artists and have them perform their songs and stuff. It was on BET, and, um, I miss it so much, I wish I'd bring it back, um. I remember Lane being on there the day before it came out, like Carter Three came out. He freestyled for us, and he introduced a couple videos for us. And Lollipop was number one still. And, oh man, it just brings back so many memories all. Ew, I can still remember that whole day. And finally, June, camp, June 10th comes around. And I remember, don't even ask me why I remember this, but I remember leaving the doctors and asking me mom if we can go get that CD. Um, I remember we got that one, and I think we got now twenty eight was around that time, and Lollipop was on that uh CD, which is pretty crazy because um Lollipop. It's pretty explicit. Let's just say that. Um I mean, it's just not... It's radio-friendly, but it's still explicit, if you, if you know what I mean. So, to have it on analysis, it was pretty cool. Um, trying to think, what else? Wayne had a child around that. Keep in mind, y'all, Wayne had Regine. He had wait, her in um 1998. And Wayne had another child. His sec- her second child, Dwayne Carter III, um, in October. I remember because he announced it on the BET Hip Hop Awards after he had won a bunch of awards uh, that year on that show. Dwayne um, was doing tours. Uh, it happened two thousand eight, and yeah, Dedication Three was released. That year, oh my God, dedication three, y'all. One of my favorites. Um, two thousand nine, Wayne announces Rebirth, and um, Rebirth is another favorite album of mine. Um, like I, as you can see on the first episode ever of this podcast, um, rock album. Like I said, I wasn't for it. A lot of people weren't. But once I heard leaks from that album, um, I was in love with that album. No, I couldn't wait. This was also, again, Wayne was still on all kinds of features. He did Fall Out Boy. Wayne did, um... He actually performed on the Country Music Awards with Kid Rock, which that was pretty dope to me because who, who, who does that? What hip-hop artist has ever done that besides Wayne? You know, um, 2009 was a pretty big year for Wayne because also he had won, uh, four Grammys that year. I think he was nominated for eight, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, that was probably my, one of my favorite Grammy, uh... Grammy years of all time, um, ever, ever, ever. Um, it was cool because Wayne performed, um... He performed uh, his Katrina single from Carter Three called um, Time My Hand. And then he won four Grammys. And he performed Swagger Like Us, which was another feature. Like I said, again, Wayne was on so many features, y'all. If I were to talk about his features, this podcast episode would be even longer. And maybe I'll just do an episode just based on Wayne's mixtapes and one on Wayne's features. Just so you guys can understand. But, um, yeah, Wayne performed that, and he performed his old single, and he won four Grammys that year, and that was just dope. It was, like I said, my favorite Grammy, uh, year ever. Um, this was also the time Wayne, Wayne had signed, um, Mickey and Drake around this time, Nicki Minaj, Drake, yeah, Wayne had Drake on a few of his songs, and, um, he had him on a couple mixtape songs, or on a couple of mixtapes, um, before then, but he wasn't, like, officially signed. They they didn't sign them, to until, like, 2009. This is when Wayne, 2007 is when Wayne really, started focusing on Young Money even more. Currency had left Young Money also, um, but everyone else was still there, um. So Lane added a bunch of Young Money artists, Lil Twist, Little Chucky, Tiger, Short Dog. There's so many artists I can name. Uh Mickey, Drake, um who am I missing? Chanel, um, like I said, t street T Street's gotta gotta all kinds, right? So this is when Lane was working on Reearth and the Young Money album. This is what this is why they call Wayne the GOAT, because Wayne does so many features, so many mixtapes. He's always working, y'all. Always working. And, um, yeah. So, he releases He's touring. Keep in mind, he's touring... In between all of this. He's touring in between all of this. He used to have a studio on the bus, y'all. He, I remember, because he used to actually, um, put out videos... Um, where somebody would record, record him... Um... you know, doing work. It was it was awesome. I miss those days. I wish they would do more of that again. Um, especially because we have Instagram and stuff. But, um yeah. Wayne releases that. And, um... He released Young Money. We Are Young Money in d- d- December 2009. This is also when No Sailings came out October 31st. Oh, my God. One of my favorite mixtapes ever. Um... Let's see, Wayne put out um, the Carter documentary, which ended up getting taken off iTunes and taken off DVD shelves around this time because it was, there was a lawsuit going around and Wayne lost, and, um, yeah, they, they just decided to take it off. Um, so I I actually asked for it for Christmas and got it for my, ber- er, for my birthday. Um, I got it for Christmas, so I actually still have that DVD. And the only way I can play it is through VLC Media Player on my laptop. Um Yeah, and then Lane releases rebirth. Lane gets locked up uh for eight months from March to November. Um because of the gun charges and like I said, Lane got in trouble. I don't I don't mention that. Two thousand seven Lane, Lane got um pulled over because, um, the police just wanted to fuck with him, um, you know how the police are, they're just fucked up, um, they, um, harassed Wayne, you know, before he even got on stage, this is in New York, and he went and ended up saying stuff about them, which I don't blame him, if I was being harassed, I would say stuff too, especially if you're an artist, you have a right to express yourself, and I guess they didn't like that, and they pulled him over, Found the gun, and and keep in mind, y'all, this wasn't even Lane's gun. This was his manager's gun. His manager even said this was his gun, and they still put the charges on Lane. That's fucked up. So, um, like I said, Lane got sentenced eight months, two thousand ten, and he released um, Rebirth in February. I am not a human being. The first one came out. On his birthday, um, yes, he put it out from jail. Luckily, they had a good team behind him around that time. Um, this is when Young Money was big. Nicki Minaj had put her, um, Drake had put his album out, um, back in June or July. I think it was June or July. I know it was in the summer. I'm going off memories again here, y'all. Um, Nicki released hers in November. This is when Wayne came out. Also, back in 2009, Wayne had two more children. Uh, Wayne had his third, uh, second son, third child, Cameron, uh, September 9th, um, 2009. Neil, November 30th. One day after Reginald's birthday, November 29th. Um, so yeah, November, Wayne gets released and he gets back to work. I mean, he starts working on the Carter 4 around this time, and, um, the card of four kept getting pushed back, he released six foot, seven foot, um, six foot, seven foot, eight foot, um, that's a sample they used in there, but, uh, like I said, they released that one right after he got out, it was not, not too long after he'd gotten out, um, Lane was doing more features and stuff around that time. Um, 2011. Lane, um, Lane, again, Lane was supposed to put out the Carter 4 out in, um, was it June? Or May? Or something. It was something like that. And that got pushed back, and then it got pushed back, and it was supposed to come out in June. So Lane put out a mixtape called Sorry for the Wait and announced it was coming out um, August 29th, and it finally came out. Y'all, this was the year that I finally got to see Wayne in concert. Wayne has came here a few times before that, and I never got to go. It really makes me mad, um, because it was when Young Money had all the artists on the tour and everything, and you know, so I could have seen everybody, Nikki, Drake, you know. Um, I never got to do that, cause they never let me go. Um, yeah, that still makes me mad. Ugh, it still makes me so mad. But um I finally got to go in 2011. I will never forget that day, ever. And I will talk more about it um, once that day comes up. But yeah, it, I went with my one of my friends, one of my awesome, great friends. Um, we had the time of our lives. That day... Y'all, I have never in my life had a better day than that. That has to be the best day of my life, the best day of my life was going to that Lil Wayne concert. Um, like I said, Wayne's on tour around this time, still doing features. Um, put out Carter Four finally on um, August twenty ninth. Um, that album went number one. I also want to put out there that Carter 3 in 2008, this is when um, album sales were not doing so well because everyone was buying it off iTunes and stuff like that. And um, Wayne sold a million copies of the Carter 3 in 2008 in one week. Nobody was doing that. Nobody. Not Britney Spears, Taylor Swift, Kanye, nobody, nobody, nobody has done that since two thousand five, and Wayne did that, and Wayne did that again in two thousand eleven with, uh, the Carter Four. That's crazy, y'all. Because even two thousand eleven was even, uh, even probably an even worse year with, you know, people iTunes. Buying on iTunes and stuff like that. Um. See, 2012. That was an interesting year. Um, like I said, Wayne had just built the Carter 4, so he was still riding off that wave. Um. Putting out more random singles and and features, and, um. But this is a really awkward time because. Wayne was skating. He was into the skating thing around this time. And us fans... I mean, I didn't care. As long as Wayne was happy, I was happy, you know? Um, but a lot of fans were complaining that Wayne's music was trash. And Wayne skating was ruining his music. And, I mean, maybe it was... Wayne was more focused on... Uh, skating around this time. But, you know... this point wayne's already a goat he deserves that freedom you know um so wayne was doing that he really struck fit around man um this is also a scary year because wayne in october um he ended up being hospitalized they were saying for migraines some were saying seizures um This was in October of 2012 and it was pretty scary because we weren't even sure what was going on. And this is like the first time you see media posting about it. You're not sure how true it is. Then they make statements saying it's true and really Wayne's resting. You know, 2012 was just a weird year. Like I said, more features, everything else. 2013 was even worse year, as far as Wayne's health goes, um, Wayne in March had back-to-back seizures, um, he was, before that, he was fine, he was doing a music set with M- Mickey Minaj on her album, um, for her album, and after that, I guess he was home or something, and he ended up having seizures, like, three back-to-back, um, and he said that his heart rate was really low, this is from him, when, after he had recovered procedures, he did an interview, and he said his heart rate was really low, like, 20 or 30%, something like that, and, um, yeah, and this is where it was scary, because TMZ likes to put bullshit out there, and they like to lie on people, and they were saying that Wayne was on life support, that they were reading Wayne's last rites, you know, the family was there to say goodbye to him, and All this stuff was just going around around this time. I will never forget this day ever. And it was just really scary because it it was like the whole world stopped. And I kid you not, it was on CNN and all these like news coverage websites that you never see them posting hip-hop articles on. Like, sure, I expect TMZ. I expect Entertainment Tonight. I expect all these hip-hop sites. But... CNN, ABC, and all these other sites, they are reporting on Wayne. That's how you know the whole world stopped. Because it was that bad, apparently. But a lot of people were saying that it wasn't that bad. I don't know. But it was just really scary. Um, thankfully, Wayne did recover. Um, and he ended up revealing that he has epilepsy. Um, so, yeah, um... Wayne would go on to have other seizure scares, um, in the future. This is also when Wayne released, I Am Not a Human Being 2, which a lot of people hated on, um, I liked the album, there were songs I liked on it, but I, I personally, I liked the first one better, um, it's not trash, but he did, he did talk about a lot of the same subject line, subjects, uh, on the album, compared to, um, the one in 2010. But, um, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't think it was trash. You know, like everyone else. Um Yeah, like I said, um, 2014 through 2018. This is the Carter 4-5 era. This is when Wayne was having issues with cash money. We went through that whole, uh, uh I went through that whole thing on the episode, um, about Carter V, the end of the era, if you want to check that out, um, so I'm gonna skip through all that, um, trying to think, what else am I missing, 2019, Wayne went on the Blink-182 tour, that was co-headlined by both of them, um, he released Funeral last year, and again, since the COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, I don't know why it has two names, That's kind of weird. Anyway, since the coronavirus, um, stuff happened, it's been pretty quiet. Um, Wayne, last year released Funeral, did a a bunch of features still, um, apparently Wayne was supposed to go on tour last year, but again, since this stuff happened, he couldn't. So, Wayne ended up, ended up doing Young Money video, which I love. I, y'all, if you ask my mom, she could tell you, every week for- like a few months. I I every Friday I would look forward to that. I would be so excited I'd come, you know, to the kitchen after I woke up and get excited. Yeah my radio today. Uh so it will it that went from like April late April to July. Um and I'm really waiting on season two, Wayne, if you ever hear this. Um this year oh last year also Wayne released No Ceilings 3, parts 1 and 2, and Wayne, um, got charged with a gun charge, um, again, I don't, like, I went into that, um, on the gun charge episode, Wayne got pardoned, well, this year, and let's see, this year, Wayne's planning on releasing I Am Not a Human Being 3, which I'm excited for, um, I know that was a long, long, long uh, history of Wayne but I kind of wanted to let you guys know so you can understand Wayne <coughs> as a hard worker and as an artist because I mean even I could go on and on y'all that's just like short glimpses of to what Wayne did um you know that's short compared to what I could continue talking about with with Wayne personally though Why does Wayne influence me? Well, a lot of people ask that. I've had a lot of people ask that. Why do you like Lil Wayne so much? Well, there's a lot of reasons why. Too many to even put on this podcast. But, for one, Wayne's a hard worker. He teaches you that if you work hard and you follow your dreams, no matter what anybody tells you, because a lot of people... They didn't want him to be a rapper, they, because Wayne, um, he made straight A's as a student in school. Wayne was a he was and is a very smart person, very smart. And if you listen to his lyrics, you can tell Wayne's very smart with with some of the things he says. Like you catch lyrics late, like oh guys, Wayne's just a very smart guy very smart. He made straight A's in school, and he went into college. Like, 2007, he went, he got his GED, and then he, um, ended up going to college for a couple of years, um, and, to, and started in 2007. He has actually went on campus, and it got too much, so he ended up going online, but Wayne was making straight A's in that, too. Wayne's a very smart person. Um, I, myself, Didn't make straight A's all the time like Wayne did. But, um, you know, because of Wayne's smartness and his genius, everybody wanted Wayne to be a lawyer or a doctor or whatever the case was. But Wayne had his heart set on music just like I do. And a lot of people were saying, you're not going to make it. Not because he wasn't talented, just because, obviously, the music industry is such a hard industry to get into. Um. And, you know, it's is hard to believe, you know. Um, they just said, why don't you be a doctor? Why don't you do this? And Wayne followed his heart, followed his dreams, and he became a rapper and he's the GOAT. And that's what influenced me because you work hard and you study the music. Like Wayne always says to study the music, study what you want to do and work hard at it. And that's what I'm doing you know, um, this podcast for me is, like, my way into that, um, you know, showing my audio production skills and, and showing that I know a lot about hip-hop, because a lot of people probably just think I don't, um, you know, and I say a lot to myself unless people, you know, ask me about things or whatever, but, um, You know, this is my first step to me into the music scene and to hip-hop. Um, you know, Wayne's just a hard worker, and he studies music. And, you know, another thing that influenced me, too, with Wayne, the thing that he said a lot, and he still says, he says, we are not the same, I am a Martian. And I bet y'all are like, what the hell? Well... A lot of people have asked him that, and he always says that he means that he's different from everybody else, not in an arrogant way, not in a disrespectful way, but in a good way to where he thinks outside the box, where he's unexplainable, basically, and he is different. Wayne's voice is different, he looks different, from what, I mean, everybody says, he has all kinds, of, like, obviously I'm blind, so I can't see, but he has, you know, all kinds of tattoos, and, and dreads, and, you know, Wayne set a lot of these looks for all of these new rappers now, Wayne started all this, Wayne started it, you know, and For me, you know, with the stuff I was born with, not only my blindness, but other things, you know, that I was born with, I look different. I sound different. I'm short for my age. Um, I'm 28, and I'm short. Um, You know, my mom said that um, there's not really, like, a certain size for people who are certain ages, but I know I'm shorter than I, like, that I know I'm short because um, there's just a lot of things I can't reach. Everyone else can. Anyway, um, you know, and I have a lot of other things, you know, um, that I deal with as far as what I was born with. My voice is different. His voice is different. And see, basically, Wayne taught me, that it's okay to be different. I'm still sure, not sure about my voice. Um, a lot of people say I do sound like an adult, but I've had friends who've known me since I was like six, seven years old say that I still sound the same, and that to me sounds really, um, really sad. But, you know, Wayne's voice is different. Um, and Wayne said, He didn't learn how to use his voice until years later. Like, he didn't realize he had a unique voice. And years later, um, Betty Wright, she, she worked with Wayne, and she told him his voice was unique, and she told him how to stretch it and use it. So he actually learned how to use his voice to his advantage. And it took him years to learn that. So maybe it'll take me years to learn something unique about my voice, um, or something special about it, um, you know, basically when companies are trying to be different, and, you see, my, my family and my parents, they didn't, I wasn't, like, raised to feel sorry for myself as a blind person or as a person with other, um, disabilities, I guess you'd call it, um, they didn't let me feel sorry for myself, And let's be honest here, y'all. Anybody with a disability, blind or whatever else your disability is, you're going to have your rough days. And I have mine. I don't feel sorry for myself, but I get frustrated. You know, frustrated I can't reach things because of the thing I was born with. Frustrated that I can't drive, you know, places on my own and be, like, more independent that way. Because I'd rather drive than take public transportation to be real with y'all a lot of people told me it's not that big of a deal but to me it is you know um but whenever I'm having those rough days I can listen to Wayne and he has all kinds of music he has happy music he has music when you're angry he has music for when you're sad and can, it can just depend on the day. Like if I'm frustrated, I'll listen to an angry song or, you know, um, stuff like that. You listen to one song from Wayne and you're, it just feels like everything's okay. You know, Wayne's done a lot for me. Wayne's influenced me sound-wise as a producer. As a person in general and as a person with disabilities. And if I had the chance, I wish I could thank him. Because it really means a lot to me. Like I said, my parents um, and my family, they don't treat me any differently. and, And that's a good thing. You know, but sometimes you get frustrated with certain things. And music and lame, especially, they've always been there on good days, bad days, sad days. And music has a different connection. To me, I don't know if anybody else, but to me, than it would anybody else, I don't know, maybe I'm just weird that way, but Wayne, I have a connection for some reason with Wayne, not like a love connection, just like a idol connection, you know, um he has my respect always forever, and I feel like people really need to give him his flowers while he's here. You know, I I go back to the DMX situation, you know, people, it's like when people die, these artists, not even just DMX, Michael Jackson and Prince and like, you get all this fake love after you're gone. Like, where was this love when you were here, when you actually needed people, when you're, you know, struggling or whatever. This is what we need for Wayne and all these other legends in hip hop. And all the other people that will be legends in hip-hop, that are older legends, that will grow older. We need to have, we need to give people their flowers while they're here in music. Because the fake love shit's not acceptable. And, you know, you just never know. Wayne, to me, is the GOAT. And he taught me it's okay to be different. To follow my dreams. And. um, Work hard at it. No matter what anyone says. Does or throws at us. That's what I'm doing. You know. So. That's why I love Lil Wayne so much. He has such a. Massive. Massive. Um, influence just in life in general, not just music-wise, you know? For me, at least. Um, so, yeah, that's some of the reasons I love Lil Wayne, and like I said, this podcast is already long enough. Um, if I were talking about his features continuously now, and his mixtapes, and his albums, um, it will be an even longer podcast, you know, and a lot of the songs like We Can't Be Broken, or not We Can't Be Broken, it's called Can't Be Broken, sheesh, um, you know, and Took His Time, you know, a lot of those songs mean a lot to me, a lot, they really do. And if I were brave enough, I would get a tattoo that says Can't Be Broken. That song really means a lot to me. I remember the first time I heard that song. Um, Wayne's just an amazing artist. And, you know, like I said, Wayne's very smart. If you listen, like, past the content that y'all don't like, um, you know, whatever y'all's issues are, um, I know Wayne does talk a lot about sex and, and whatever, but if you go past that, right, and you actually listen to his lyrics, you can actually catch some really interesting things. You know, um, like real G's movie silence like lasagna. That's a crazy-ass line. Life is a bitch, death is her sister. Death is a cousin, what a fucking family picture. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of lyrics, y'all. All kinds of lyrics I could pull up. Wayne's just a very smart dude. No other artist has lyrics like Wayne's. Like, they can't do what he does. Not I'm not saying that they're dumb, because they're not. I'm, I'm, all these artists are smart, but Wayne just... He's a genius. But, uh, yeah, that's some of the reasons why I'm so influenced by Wayne. Why Wayne has... Hold on, me. Like I said, not in a love sense. Trust me, I have a crush on the weekend. <laughs> uh, the weekend is my crush. Um, Wayne is just like an, my idol. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's some of the reasons why Wayne has influenced me so much. Um, and that's some of the history of Wayne. I'm sorry. This is a long podcast, but I had to get that all out there just so you guys can understand. And then there's so much more to this, y'all. So much more. But uh, I don't want to make this longer. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this Weezy Mania episode. Finally, I got to do a Weezy Mania episode. I haven't done one in a long time. I hope everybody has a great week. And I will see you... Next time on next episode of Hip Hop in the After Hours. Oh, and happy uh, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's coming up. So, if you celebrate it, have a safe one. Have fun. And I'll see you next week. Peace. (laughs)